Section 12 of Our Atomic World, The Story of Atomic Energy. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Betty B. Our Atomic World, The Story of Atomic Energy by C. Jackson Craven. The Atomic Energy Commission and Toward an International Atom. The Atomic Energy Commission Following the end of World War II, a vigorous controversy developed as to whether atomic energy development in the United States should continue under military control or be transferred to civilian control. The proponents of civilian control won out, and a Civilian Atomic Energy Commission was established by the Atomic Energy Act of 1946. Under this act, which was amended in 1954, the AEC manufactures nuclear weapons for the armed services, produces fissionable materials for both military and civilian purposes, fosters research and development in the basic sciences underlying atomic energy, and in applications such as power production and uses of radioisotopes, regulates the activities of private organizations using atomic energy and distributes information about atomic energy. This booklet is a small example. Most of the information distributed is much more detailed and technical. President Truman signs the bill creating the U.S. Atomic Energy Commission on August 1, 1946. Behind the president, left to right, Senators Tom Conley, Eugene D. Milliken, Edwin C. Johnson, Thomas C. Hart, Brian McMahon, Warren R. Austin, and Richard B. Russell. Almost all of the AEC's materials, production, and research and development activities are carried out under contract by other organizations. American industry, universities, and research organizations also are engaged in widespread atomic energy activities of their own, subject only to such government regulations as are needed to protect national security and public health and safety. For example, the largest atomic electric power plants now in operation in this country are privately owned, as are numerous small atomic reactors used for research. At the end of 1962, some 7,000 firms, institutions, or individuals in the United States held federal or state licenses, giving them permission to use radioisotopes. The number of persons employed in atomic energy work in the United States is estimated to be about 140,000, of which only 8,000 work for the federal government. Toward an International Atom In December 1953, President Eisenhower, in a memorable address to the General Assembly of the United Nations, proposed the establishment under the aegis of the United Nations of an International Atomic Energy Agency to serve the peaceful pursuits of mankind. This proposal captured the imagination of people everywhere, and negotiations soon began as to the purpose, structure, scope, and program of such an organization. In October 1956, an 81-nation United Nations Conference unanimously adopted a statute for the agency, which came into existence a year later with headquarters in Vienna, Austria. By the end of 1962, the IAEA had 78 member countries. 
Its most important work has been assisting some of the less developed nations of the world to begin programs for peaceful use of atomic energy. On December 8, 1953, President Dwight D. Eisenhower proposed before the United Nations General Assembly that an international atomic energy agency be established through which all nations could share knowledge and materials to develop the peaceful uses of atomic energy for the benefit of all mankind. Seated on the presidential platform are, left to right, Mr. Dag Hammarskjöld, Secretary General of the UN, Madame Vijaya Lakshmi Pandit of India, President of the General Assembly, and Mr. Andrew Cordier, Executive Assistant to the Secretary General. This 150,000 kilowatt dual cycle boiling water reactor located 35 miles north of Naples, Italy on the Garigliano River was built by General Electric under the United States Euratom Joint Program. It achieved criticality on June 5, 1963. Even before the international agency became an accomplished fact, the United States sought on its own to implement the spirit of President Eisenhower's proposal. It initiated in 1955 an Atoms for Peace program, under which the United States has made bilateral agreements with some 40 nations for the sharing of information on peaceful uses of atomic energy, and under which the United States has helped other nations to acquire nuclear reactors and materials for peaceful use. Mention should also be made of the International Conferences on Peaceful Uses of Atomic Energy, which the United Nations held in Geneva, Switzerland in 1955, 1958, and 1964. The 1955 conference was particularly noteworthy in that it marked the first time that scientists had met on a worldwide basis to discuss atomic energy. At and following this meeting, much information previously kept secret was made public. End of Section 12 End of Our Atomic World, The Story of Atomic Energy by C. Jackson Craven